look so pretty. I look terrible, but I appreciate you being my best friend and telling me that anyway. I'm so annoyed by people who can have eyelash extensions. I feel like it's such a terrible twist of fate that I should be allergic to them. (laughs) So awful. You don't even need them, best friend. They're so overrated. Well, yes, you look beautiful, and I am just – everybody can have eyelash extensions except for me, and I just got to walk around the planet looking like Doug. Doug. <laughs> you don't look like Doug, but that was the funniest shit I think you said in these 25 years. I was weak, my nigga. I was weak. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, sad. Well, welcome. I'm so glad to have you back on BFF. Nice to be here. And today we wanted to set aside some time to chat about uh, Black is King. Um, so Beyonce. Beyonce and and no better person to talk about that with than you, my BFF. So. Black is King, I think, came out, what, last week on Disney Plus, and it's all the rage. Everybody's kind of talking about it. I guess there's some criticism lobbied at it, too, but I don't really feel like talking about that. I don't really have any criticism of it, to be honest with you. But it was, it was genius. It was genius. It was it was genius. And I'm so curious to know, for you, was it better? Did you watch Lemonade? Did you watch? Oh, yes, I did watch okay. Lemonade. Um, yeah. How can you compare the two, right? They're totally different. I love Lemonade, but you can even see the growth in her life and kind of like where she is, where Beyonce is in life. But I don't think they're comparable. They're totally two different kind of things. Well, I feel like she's the only artist that puts those out, right? What are they technically called? Visual albums? Yeah, visual albums. So... I feel like she's the only person that I can think of that actually puts visual albums out. And um, so to me, that's really the only comparison. But I remember watching Lemonade and obviously going through my own like personal life experience. Your own Lemonade? (laughs) My own (laughs) Lemonade. That I remember it really resonating and, you know, and hitting home. So you know, that's that lemonade has a special place, but I think this also has its special place. So it's perfect timing again, too. You know what I mean? Well, lemonade, I think is always was always going to be perfect timing because at some point we all go through lemonade, right? Um, But this is just a perfect timing with what everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, we kind of needed this little jewel. Yeah. Um, So I loved, loved it. And I, t- I think, I, I can't remember, and this is probably something for us to look up and research a little bit, but I do believe, no, she had to be working on this for quite a while, right? Like, this isn't something that she started as a special project as a result of kind of Black Lives Matter and some of the police brutality that has been in the news. Like, she's been working on this. I feel like she was working on it, and it's kind of, if you remember, you know, I think it was the end of last year, she did the Lion King and it, yeah. to me, it kind of is like, even hand though they're two different, yes. So I'm sure that she was inspired with what she did for Lion King. I'm sure that kind of, you know, and it just happened to be the perfect timing. I know. So yeah. we came together and we wanted to talk about three of the things for each of us that resonated 
the most. Off the top for you, what was something that just was incredible about Black is King? Number one, I think it was less than 60 seconds in. I was like, I love this because I feel like when you watch TV, um, you see poor Africa. You see the commercials with the babies with the big tummies and skinny bodies, give me food. And not to say that that isn't there. I mean, it's all over the world. So when you see this video and they don't, you feel bad for Africa, I feel like the majority of the time, but you see how much talent came from here? You see, so that was my thought, like it is showing Africa for what it is, really. It's a place, it's Africa is one place where you have gold, you have diamonds, you have so many resources. And that is what I, was my first thought less than 60 seconds in, is that they're showing what Africa is really about and not just the poorness of Africans. Yes, I totally agreed. And it's so interesting because I've, since starting Black Study Hall, I've been in this deep thought about pretty much everything around Black experience and racism. And one of the things that has come up for me is how much, to some extent, that has been the narrative and the stereotype around Africa for so many years and how that has been to some extent another extension of racism and how much if you can imagine that stereotype and that visual of Africa being this very poor place that's not worth visiting how that's impacted tourism and how that then extends racism to even beyond our country into other parts of the world where black people are. And so it's so interesting that you say that because I just think that that is the visual for a lot of people of Africa. And even for myself in years where you and I have planned to travel the world and go different places, Africa is not one of those places that I think that we've ever put on our bucket list, probably until more recently as we've been like studying all of these things. But that's, I think a lot of times, even for black people, I don't know many that say like, this is where I want to go. And even knowing like specific countries, when we refer, refer to Europe, it's like we're talking about France. We're talking about, you know, different places within Europe, France, Italy, England, and when we talk about Africa, we're talking about Africa as a continent. Right. <laughs> right. And like, and it's like nobody's naming off certain places that you want to go. Every now and then you get Egypt, right? But it's but it's just that's another kind of sign. That's another red flag of how racism extends to past oceans and into in an international concept. And I hate that. And I think Black is King does this terrific job of highlighting these beautiful places and beautiful people and beautiful culture that makes you and invites you into being a tourist and wanting to go. I can see when this um, pandemic lifts, people like Beyonce literally put it on the map where people are going to be like, I want to go there. I want to visit. You know, I want these experiences yeah. of Africa. So um, I'm definitely, I, it's definitely on the list now. <laughs> it was on the list before. It's on the list. 
there were spaces where Beyonce was very much front and center in Black is King. But one of the things that I loved that she did was she had her spaces where she was front and center. And then she had her spaces where she highlighted these other artists and allowed them to shine and allowed different types of dance and showmanship that were just so beautiful. And you got to appreciate Beyonce, but you also got to appreciate, it was more about, for me, comparative to other Beyonce pieces of work, this felt like it was not about Beyonce, even though it was by Beyonce. Does that make sense? Like I felt like it was about Black is King was a standalone versus it being another thing that Beyonce did. I absolutely agree. It definitely highlighted a lot of different singers and rappers, you know, from Africa, the dancers, you know, I couldn't keep my, normally you're, you see a Beyonce video and your eyes on Beyonce. What is she going to do? How is she going to do it? But your eye was on everybody. I was not just focused on her. This project wasn't just about Beyonce. I really think that um, she highlighted Africa and the people from Africa. Yeah, I loved that. My other thing that I was like, yes, my people. (laughs) First of all, you know me, best friend, as long as you've known me forever. You know, I grew up where my mom was like, the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice, right? And so just like that dark chocolate. And it it made me have two thoughts and I I was getting my hair done that day. So I was chit chatting with a girlfriend as she was doing my hair and we kind of laughed because I was like, yes, the chocolate men in it. And it made me think about when I was a kid and actually it was before I met you, I was in junior high school and people, for some reason, they used to say, Shantae likes the light skinned guys. Shantae likes the light skinned guys. And I literally was brainwashed by that for a long time. And I think part even, into knowing you <laughs> i thought that i liked just light skin well guys. i do remember one light skin guy prior to omar but i won't <laughs> jr <laughs> that's just initials yes but but this is what that's my point but i feel like it was because this is what people fed to me yeah and so when i was watching but then i hit an age and i was like no i don't like darker the berry the sweeter juice i like dark brothers so when i was watching it number one i was looking at all those dark brothers there but then number two the paint and the colors i feel as being a darker complexion uh, person we can literally pull off colors like when I say colors I'm talking about rainbow I'm talking about any color that's ever developed and that is what I loved is just all the different colors whether it was paint whether it was their outfits whatever it was against that dark skin was my second hands down I loved that so much and I noticed that a lot too and I am kind of going to be a little bit vulnerable it's it's really interesting because the other day I was in a, like, I don't comment much on Facebook stuff because I just don't, at this time in my life, I don't even want to say it's about age, but I've just gotten to a point where I'm just not sucked into the Facebook fighting anymore, right? And, but somebody posted something about black on black crime and it was actually a black woman, Right. Um, And I don't even remember where I know her from. I think it's like high school. We're definitely not close friends, but 
she posted about black and black crime and I felt compelled to comment and say, you know, ultimately like black on black crime is kind of, you know, just a narrative that's fed to us, something to that extent about how black on black crime is not something that we should be posting about and concerned about um, because ultimately a lot of crime that happens is crime that happens with people that are close to you in proximity. So of course, when people murder other people, generally white people kill other white people and black people kill other black people. And then when you take in a, a, into account poverty levels, generally those levels are, are basically the same between white and black people. So black and black crime is not really a thing. Well, I commented that and she responded back, you know, nope, I disagree. And Miranda, I know you're biracial. And it was just that moment. It was a very interesting moment that I don't know necessarily that I've had a ton of, I guess I haven't articulated it well or really thought through. But now that I'm in this black study hall, I'm starting to really kind of place some of these feelings that I have about being light skinned and also being biracial and how that fits into being black. And so. It's really been interesting for me because I think sometimes with being in a space of being biracial, especially, sometimes there's almost this sense of, do I get to say something on this topic? I Hell know, yeah. and, and you're making a face, but I know, and I know that sounds weird, but, but sometimes that is something that even biracial people struggle with is like, do I get, am I black enough to weigh in on this topic? And so there was something also very magical about, and I know Beyonce is not biracial, both of her parents are black, but she's considered light, light skinned, right? And so there was something beautiful about watching her represent to be there and be dancing amidst different skin complexions and colors, like feel like feeling that she could, if that makes sense. Like, I, like, like it was an all inclusive situation. Exactly. We're all black and we're, we're all inclusive in this. Exactly. I, it just felt like there's this sense of wanting to talk about things, right? And, and feeling like there's, there's things that I have to say that are important, but then always still having that nagging sense in, in the back of my head that says, do I get to? Am I black enough to get to talk about this? And watching Beyonce feeling, I, I, I guess there's some sense that just feeling confident enough in her blackness, she feels a part of it. She's living in it. Yeah, we kind of had said something about that too, just that her being comfortable with who she is, you know what I mean? And, and everybody that she's around. And it's interesting, you're hearing you say that is interesting because if you think back, like, back to, like, slavery and stuff like that, if you had, what if, was it 5% black in you, you're like black. One, like one drop. Or one drop, you uh, know yeah. what I mean? So, but it's funny how in, as the decades go by, you know, how we, how we became, you know what I mean? Like, First, it was, you know, one drop and you were black and that was just that. So you were able to rock that. Then, you know, you got to a point in life where being dark skin was like a terrible thing, being light, you know, versus 
being light skinned and more of a privilege. And then we had our, uh, you know, our, um, the dark, dark skins came around and, you know, I think we're still there too. I'm just saying, but, <laughs> and then just the different talks and, you know, it's just like we all, and, and I said this earlier, we're all inclusive. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's it's just interesting to hear your thought on that because I don't think that. I guess I've never, you know, thought that. I mean, yeah. I'm never biracial either. But it's interesting, though, because it's just as being a, a dark-skinned um, person, you always worried about fitting in because you're going to be too dark. You know what I mean? And now hearing the reverse, you yeah. know, you feel that way. Yeah, and I think, I, to be honest with you, I, I wonder in that particular scenario if it's more about being – biracial than it is necessarily light skinned. Um, so, but I do think there's this sense and, and, you know, it's funny because to some extent, sometimes it plays out in behavior where somebody like on the internet, like corrected me, you know, on, on something I had to say regarding a black issue and mentioned that I was biracial, which I think was kind of like a, Hey, yeah. You can only say half of this shit because right. you'll, you sit, you'll sit your little biracial ass <laughs> that, down somewhere. That's what it kind of sounded like. Like I needed to sit my little biracial ass down, so I did. Um, and I thought about it. I was just like, maybe I shouldn't have weighed in on this. No, uh, but you know, I think that there just was this space of. I love that Beyonce is making it at a point because I don't think it's ever been done enough. I still think we have a long ways to go where we are highlighting dark beauty. I love it. Like I, when I see like, I mean, her song, what was it? Brown skin girl where she highlights all these actresses of, you know, this, these dark skin, like Lupita and like all these actresses. And, um, it's so beautiful to watch while at the same time her being a light-skinned black woman being still being there and present and showcasing all the colors of beauty um, of black beauty and I think that that was one of the things that just resonated so much with me that you can highlight this and you can show how beautiful it is and still stand next to these women and and be comfortable and confident in your own whatever skin, you know? Absolutely. One of the things, okay, first of all, I have to tell you, like, did you tear up? Did you cry at all during it? I didn't, which is weird because first of all, I'm a crybaby. You have no soul then, I I know. I know. Normally (laughs) I do, but I had just watched something on autism and I think I cried enough on that. And then by the time we got to Beyonce, I was like, okay, yeah, no, no tears. I, so the part to me that, where I kind of teared up a little bit was the part where I think, I don't know exactly what was happening in the village or wherever she was, but she was carrying the baby. And I think it was towards the end and she was going to put the baby in the basket and, and have them go to down the river. And she was saying something like, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, one day I'll see you again, knowing that she's going to die. And I think, you know, and obviously it's a play on kind of the biblical story of Moses, right? So I was just like, oh, that was a really emotional part for me, like watching that piece. I think so too. Um, The third thing I really enjoyed was just the family aspect, period. You know what I mean? The 
family aspect, you know, her family, even though in a lot of Beyonce's things, she, you know, Jay's in there, or we don't even call him Jay-Z anymore. He's Beyonce's husband. <laughs> but Beyonce's husband's there, you know, her children. And then obviously because of, you know, Black is um, King, the theme is like the family, you know what I mean? And I love that part of it, you know, because in African culture and really should be any culture, right? But just the dynamic of family, like that's where the village, you know what I mean? It takes a village, it comes from Africa. That saying comes from Africa, it takes a village. And so just seeing the family aspect of Black is King, I loved that too, you know? Because yeah. I think it, it was without being said, you know, it takes a village, it was visually done. And I enjoyed that part of it too. I love kind of the part, like the storyline of this kid. And there was one part where I think they were kind of making a play on the, the, you know, it follows the Lion King and it was saying, who are you? And I swear to you, ever since I've watched it, that's been like resonating with me. Like just, and it never did really, it, when I watched The Lion King, I watched The Lion King when I was a kid, probably like 15 times. And then I know, did they say that? Because she said it so many times where I'm like, who am I? Like I was looking around like, bitch, who am I? That's a good question. But I didn't remember that from Lion Queen yes. either. But yes. it hit hard. Yes, yes, that part. Yes. So that's so funny that it resonated with you like that too, because it was the God Rafiki. Rafiki, like, you know, I think it's around the time in the Lion King where he's hitting him on the head with the stick and he's like, you know, who am I? Who are you? Like there's a part in Lion King and I I swear to you, I remember that part when I was a kid, and I remember, you know, I watched Lion King a million times as a kid, and then I remember watching The Lion King as an adult, like the remake, and this was a theme, and or this was actually the the script in, in both of those, and then it's funny because now she repeats it in Black as King, but I'm sitting in the shower, same thing as you, like, who am I? Who am I? You know, and it's the weirdest thing, but that's the one like thing that I walked away with. Like, who am I? Right. Who am yeah. I going to be? What am I about? What do I believe in? What is my mark on the world? What's my purpose? And it's like this deep philosophical thing that's happening. In it. Yeah. And the, isn't that awesome though? Like even at our age, God, <laughs> that we can say at our age, at our age. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but that we can even, that can hit and you question like, who am I? And e even if I'm definitely in a time in my life where I'm transitioning into a better Shantae. Yeah. Who am I? I'm Shantae. But like it, so that part did like hit because, because where I am in life and my transition, you know what I mean? And so, and even if a younger person heard it, you know what I mean? Who am I? So that you can start like that phrase can hit you at different parts in your life, no matter how old you are. And it was just so powerfully said in black is King. You know what I mean? That yeah. powerful. Yes. So Beyonce. thank you. Yes, <laughs> thank you. So I think what was so beautiful about this is that, and I was listening to very interesting. So, you know, all the drama with Nick Cannon and some of the statements that he made that were considered anti-Semitic. I listened to his podcast, which is Cannon's class. And he actually had a rabbi come on 
and it was two part they were talking and um the rabbi was just talking about some of the lessons that are passed on through the jewish community and you know lessons and kind of history and these stories and kind of things that are just kind of passed on and and nick mentioned you know the interesting thing for black people is that we don't have that and i think that is part of kind of the damage, right, of of the institution and how this country was born and slavery and all of the things that go into that is a piece of, to some degree, what can, what can help a culture and a group of people that have been oppressed survive is like these heroes and the story and remembering who you came from and who you were. And for Black people, that's really, really hard because, you know, a lot of our story, a lot of our ancestry was lost, you know, it was and all lost, this. completely lost. And even, you know, when you go through elementary, junior high, high school, when luckily when you go to college, you can opt into, you know, black history, but they don't, they feed us, a, and it's always during Black History Month, a very small portion of Black history, but it's really just slavery. It's the humiliating part is yeah. what they feed you. Yeah. I and that's not even, like, really, it's a history that we went through, but it's not really our history. It's, like, the Europeans' history, what they did, what they stole, what they conquered, what they, they did. That's really their history and not ours. It's not our greatness at all you know yeah. it's what we suffered through what many people died um from um and some people were able or we're still working on overcoming i guess I yeah say. oh 100 percent. and so what i loved about black is king is that i think it connected us with that right like i mean i think even through her songs and through the words and through the the pictures and through this video, you saw like glimpses of this ancestry um, that was stolen from black people. And, and I think that that was what was so incredible is that, that she created a piece of work that again, that, that connects us to where we came from. Who are you? 